G'day listeners and welcome to the Hawk Talk podcast. We'll get to your intro and highlights package in just a moment. We want to hear all of Anthony Hudson's calls of Ruffhead's six sensational goals, don't we, Tiz? But we'll take a moment, first of all, at the top of the show to talk about our Patreon page. And it's all extra, extra, extras. That's right. We've heard the listenership. Uh, it's been deafening, Tiz. The community wants more Hawk Talk podcast, which we're super appreciative of. The way to make that happen is to get behind us on this Patreon page, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. You can subscribe at all sorts of different tiers. You get different perks for it. I mean, first of all, Tiz, you've got that $1 one. Where you get the rough cast? That's right. For just $1, you get our bonus episode. It's already up there now. It's very timely indeed. Celebrate the great man. And uh, listen to the rough cast. It's a celebration of his 15-year career and uh, gets a bit emotional, doesn't it, Tiz? It's a, it's a nice little retrospective. It, it's good fun, but uh, it doesn't end as well as the actual career ended. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we'll get stuck into that this episode. Uh, other perks, I mean, we're talking um, social media and, and on-pod shout-outs. Uh, we're talking about you know meeting us for pre-game drinks or even being a guest on the show, Tiz. But apart from that, we're going to uh, farm this money back in we want to create a shop for all our listeners. Yeah. We want to get those hashtags and put them on some t-shirts. Yeah, we want merch. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. We're know. going to expand the brands. <laughs> That's the catchphrase. You like it? Yeah. Nash yeah. and grab, right? <laughs> exactly right. Jeez, you're obsessed. It's out of control. I know he played well on the weekend, but geez. Anyway, that's our Patreon page. Uh, it's basically just us wanting to build this community, and it's a shout-out to... Uh, to all of our listeners and the, and the followers on Twitter and Facebook and everyone that's gone behind us, we hear you love this show and we love that you love this show. So we're building it even bigger and better for you. Patreon.com slash HawkTalkPod. Check out the tiers, see which one suits you. Exactly right. And now, on with the show. Wingard finds some of his best footy for the Hawks. Head down, breakneck speed out of the middle and he pulls. He knows what to do. Get it to the rough. Ruffhead's 15-year career culminated in the perfect farewell. The great man slotting six goals and Hawthorne's 70-point spanking of the Gold Coast Suns. There's so much to get through, so we've dried our eyes, finally composed ourselves after what was an emotional day at the footy to bring you another edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who got some great vision of that very first goal from Ruffy yesterday. G'day, Tiz. Oh, I was very happy with that. As very you should happy be. indeed. What a great finish, though. Straight that, through the middle. That's better than some uh, Channel 7 and Fox footy camera work. They'll <laughs> sign you up. <laughs> I, I couldn't actually believe that I did it so well because you can't actually see the ball in flight 
on yeah. your on your little monitor of a phone and yeah. oh no you tracked but what it a well. day hey it was uh whoever wrote that script <laughs> that's right sign them up it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful um I mean, we've had some fun days at the footy, being Hawks fans. Clearly, you know, countless final series, so grand finals themselves. Countless. Listen to that. <laughs> it's just so arrogant, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if I'm honest, I could probably count them. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Basically, as Hawks fans have been very privileged to have some really fun days out at the footy, uh, this absolutely ranks up there with the best. This was just fantastic. It uh, was a theatre piece for only Hawks fans. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you like the Gold Coast Suns cheer squad? Oh, the drum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the most audible part of it was the drum. I, I felt that should have been removed from him, to be quite honest. Oh, get some uh, behavioural awareness officers. <laughs> That's a bit violent, mate. I don't like how you're slamming that stick against that thing. <laughs> but it was uh, a great day, and... For the Hawthorne fans to turn up like they did, what, it's 30-something yes. yeah, thousand? Just over 30,000, yeah. In that awful venue. Yep, awful the, time slot. Against the weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so bad. And weren't we rewarded, though? It was worth it. It was worth turning up for, just as we thought it might be, and it just it exceeded expectations. It was so good. We've got so much to talk about with this game, Tiz. Before we get into it, let's get to some social media stuff. iTunes, you can rate and review us there. We're up to 197 ratings, Tiz. And there's one player in Hawthorne's entire history that's played exactly 197 games. Oh, yes. John Hendry. John Hendry. A half forward whose weapon was a sweeping left foot kick, a dual premiership player with Hawthorne in 1976 and 1978 is. The 76 premiership holds a special place in Hendry's heart. He's quoted as saying, My best memory and most cherished moment of my whole career was the final siren of the 76 grand final and taking the cup back to Crimo's. Money couldn't buy that. That's a sensational quote. It's interesting that uh, Crimo had come up so early in this, in this podcast. Yeah, there's a little bit of overlap with that, isn't there? Yeah. I'm sure that'll come up again. Uh, the victory became known as Crimo's Cup, which is a nod to the inspiration that Crimmins gave to his team. Crimmins actually died just three days after the game, aged just 28 years. Yeah. It's just not fair. So understandably, this is a very significant time for Hendry and his teammates. Now, regarding that 76 grand final against North Melbourne, which are always a delight to, to read that we've pummeled North Melbourne, especially in such circumstances. Uh, Hendry, Great rivalry back then. Oh, absolutely. Hendry could have nearly ended the contest by himself off his own boot. <laughs> Do you yeah. see this? Because he kicked 2-8 for the day. 2-8. That's Buddy-esque. <laughs> I feel for Buddy. He's had enough drive-bys this week. Yeah, what he? did you say? <laughs> that beautiful photo and you've got him as redacted? Oh, right, yeah. The photo with uh, down in the rooms. and Everyone came to visit Ruffy for yeah, a special Hodge, occasion. What is it? Hodge, Birchall, Ruffy... Redacted. Lewis. And Lewis, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, everyone who listens to this, they know I love Bud. There was a... I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. It was too easy. It's a great video with Bud speaking fondly about Ruffy. Yeah. On Fox Sports. That was nice. Those entrancing eyes. Yeah. Wow. I forgot, I forgot what it's like to listen to Buddy talk. He doesn't do it much. You just, you don't hear a word though. You're just captivated. <laughs> Something Fox Footy did that he's a very beautiful man and they just really highlighted that in that little package. All right, all right. All right, a bit much? Yeah. bit too much buddy love? Anyway, uh, we move on. Here's leave, it, to you. leave it to round one next year. <laughs> Here's to you, John Hendry. Uh, congratulations on being a 197-game player for the Hawthorne Football Club. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. We're aiming for, uh, well, what is it now? 1,700. I mean, mm. it'd be amazing if we could somehow hit that before the end of the season. Whenever that might be, Tiz. Well, I think Facebook's the one to build now. 
facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. That's going great guns as well. People have jumped on board for that too. And uh, we thank you for that. And uh, you would have heard our Patreon ad at the top of the show. We'll get back to that a bit later in the show. Uh, for now, though, it's time to talk about the game. And isn't there a lot to say? Well, not really, no. It's isn't all there? about rough. Well, it is all about rough, isn't it? Uh, I can tell you that we cracked the ton for the first time this season. <laughs> yeah, okay. I had a good stat if we didn't. Yeah, okay, yep. So Go we, for it. We cracked a ton every year since 65. Right, okay. And so that would have been one hell of a stat to drop. Yes, we dodged the bullet. Very good, very good. Now, it was very pleasing, sorry, really pleasing, in fact, to dodge that. Uh, was uh, it Timmy that put us past the ton? It might have been. I, I forget. think it I mean, was. I mean, it's just, it's, there were just so many goals. It's sort of just bleed into one another apart from roughs uh it was pure pantomime at marvel stadium wasn't it how fun was that just it got to the point where the crowd was so vocal yeah it ended up being like behind you (laughs) (laughs) well when you're booing uh gunston it's just ridiculous that was so funny though him hanging his head in shame when he skipped in front of ruffy and you he knew it instantly yeah. Oh, well, Ruffy must have said something because he didn't look behind him. <laughs> so I'd love to know Maybe. what Ruff yelled out. I think it would have been intercepted, to be quite honest. I think I heard this correctly. When Ruff was actually going down the race after he was chaired off, he turns around to the group. He's like, come on, f***ers. Oh, what? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And that would have been bleeped in the edit for us. Okay. But- did he use the polite form of that? The P-H-U-Q? Is that why maybe the broadcast didn't censor it? They're like, oh, no, this is fine. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. He he did a swear, Tiz. He did a swear. He did a swear. It was very naughty indeed. I did enjoy how he took an eternity to walk from the halfback flank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, he's earned it, hasn't he? It was good. Yeah, but he wasn't no engaging the crowd. He was just kind of walking. It was just a stroll. Might be the final time he does it, because yeah. we don't know about next week. But uh, that I, was his farewell moment, and he soaked in every single second of it. I noticed, I noticed he soaked it in at the start of the game, actually. Yeah. As he walked towards the goals, he just had a good look around. Yep. Massive applause for him as well. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that Gunston moment, because uh, I felt that was kind of funny for one particular reason. I mean, it's just got an amusing sense of history about it. Now, if we cast our minds back to the 2015 Grand Final, and Rioli... <laughs> Bombing it from about 50, and who's there waiting at the line <laughs> to pinch the mark? It's Ruffin. <laughs> and he, of course, apologised to Rioli. It's a little bit of a fun moment. And um, it felt like the karma bus has clipped him four years on. <laughs> just with Gunston taking I just found it funny. They, uh, they had something similar with uh, Stratton the other day when Ricky was celebrating his 150th. Oh, yeah. And Stratton kicked one from about 65, and it bounced in the square, and Ricky... Kicked it through, <laughs> and uh, he still hasn't uh, forgiven him. I wonder how they keep track of these things. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all in good fun, is it? I think they become running jokes. <laughs> uh, Although I, it would have doubled Stratton's tally. That's true. It would have been a massive moment for him, actually, career-wise. What I loved about this game was something we've already touched on. The, I mean, the pantomime element of it was there, but, you know... Ruffhead's teammates along the journey, we're talking players like Rioli and Franklin, that when they get near the ball, I mean, the the kind of electricity that would generate in the crowd and just everyone, you know, sort of leans in a bit. They're like, oh, what's going to happen? Ruffhead on occasion has been that player. It was denied him after his illness. That yeah. kind of spark, yeah. And it was returned to him on this game. It was. It was, it was kind of weird, a little bit. Uh, otherworldly, just how how he fell. It sort of the years fell away from him at at times. He looked very good. 
didn't he? I don't. I think maybe we can pin some of that on the deplorable Gold Coast Suns. They were just terrible. Well, also, Dew gave him some one on ones. True. And yeah. I think it's good for some of those defenders to uh, be educated. Like it's not like Dew's giving him a free ride. It, it, he's just he had Lacocious on him at some points to show Lacocious how who's their uh, one of their very high mm. forward picks. Um, just to show him how to move around the ground. Because Ruffy still has that. He's just, his body isn't willing to get there anymore. What's Lacocious' first name? Is it Jake or something? Supercalifragilist. Oh, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I'm actually astonished that you can name any of them. Because I heard, uh, I heard some well, he was Ballard right. or someone was, was his opponent yes, to yeah, start with. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know who that is. His stats aren't too bad. But, I mean, you're playing for Gold Coast. You're not going to have great stats, are you? It was the way they moved the ball all day was pretty hopeless. and It was worse than... I, I actually watched Melbourne-Sydney on Friday night. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. And I, the multi fell apart. <laughs> did it? Yeah. Oh, it's a... Yeah. What well, did it? I'm so what, shocked. What, Listen you, to you. How did you miss that one? Because I thought Melbourne was sure better than you, they are. Oh, right. Yeah, because I tipped the margin. Right. And Sydney won by 48 points. I, I, I need them I between 1 and 39. I could have sworn you tipped Sydney, yeah. Yeah, I did tip Sydney. Yeah. But my mistake was um, underestimating just how bad Melbourne are. It's a mistake we've all made at times. <laughs> I just hoped I wouldn't make it this time around. No, but I watched that and Melbourne are just a complete basket case. And the Suns are worse. And that was astonishing to see. It looked like a young team nearing the end of the season. Uh, they just didn't have any run. Anyway, we're not here to talk about them. Who cares? They're you don't just, want to talk about the Washington the can- Generals? They are the, they are the <laughs> they, canvas on. on which this wonderful portrait of Rufford was painted. You don't want to talk about the Washington Generals some more? Because <laughs> <laughs> one of our listeners, uh, Ryan, said that Hawthorne didn't play like millionaires but it didn't stop the Gold Coast Suns looking like the Washington Generals. They were awful. And Roughhead made them look awful. Roughhead turned back the clock. And by the way, listeners, he is our really pleasing BOG. Oh, is he? Well, it can't be anyone else. Okay. I mean, farewell game, six goals. How well did he kick, though? He finished with 6-1. Yeah. That's bloody good. But this was uh, this is a game where he just played all the hits. He's like, oh, all right, well, if I'm bowing out. <laughs> he played out, all the hits. He did. He's yeah. like, well, I'm bowing out. I'm going to give the crowd what they want. And, and he did uh, team things. He, he took contested marks. He looked strong. That last goal he kicked, that wheel around trademark snap off the boot, just lovely. That went straight through the middle, it mind did. you. And it echoed his first goal, which it did. is ridiculous. It did, yeah. Someone pointed that out on Twitter, which was... Uh, the poetry of it is. The poetry, the poetry of, it. of it. I loved it. Uh, this was a game that, as, as a fan, it was everything you wanted it to be. Let's look at his stats. Because uh, it was an incredible indulgence to see the great man run around and get 14 touches, five marks inside 50, six goals, and one goal assist. He hit up Chad, which was nice to see. Chad hit him up for the first. That's right, returning the favour. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is the conundrum that we now face as a club. Uh, what, what's this? Oh, I might go to blindside you with this. We heard from one of our listeners, Trent, who uh, he raises a good point. I don't think he does. You don't think? Okay, no. well, get your no. opinion on this. Let's read out the tweet. At Hawk Talk Pod, possibly an unpopular opinion, I don't want Ruff to play next week. Even if Lewis isn't available, yesterday was a magical day, and I couldn't imagine a better way for it to end. What are your thoughts? Uh, should we really edit the footy gods' work? I mean, do we really want to have an addendum on this? I don't really care 
I'm so satisfied with what that day was that if the club elects to pick him next week, so be it. Yeah. If they don't, I'm fine with that too. I'm pretty happy with the book of rough as it is now. <laughs> I agree. I think if I had to make, if it were up to me and I had to make the call, I'd be saying to him, do you really think it can get better than that? That was pretty awesome. Can we just leave it there? I think we can just leave it there. I think he signs off with that. That's a perfect signature. Exactly right. Yeah. We are very slim chance to play finals. So if Lewis is available, I think you play him. Because we do need, you know, that sort of calibre player. We do need that target. Yeah, now that we've got McAvoy running off the halfback flank, <laughs> absolutely we do. <laughs> that was an interesting move. Well and truly still in the experimental well, they, phase, aren't we? <laughs> well, I tell you what, they couldn't kick it around him. No. Don't kick to McAvoy would possibly have been the only thing written on the whiteboard. <laughs> In red, capitals. <laughs> Didn't it look, at the beginning, when, you yeah. just, when you're getting an, uh, used to the colours of, you know, Pierce Hanley, who seemed to have the ball on a string all day, yeah. it just looked like it was boxes of Macca's fries running around. <laughs> it's very That's odd. That's what the AFL wants you to think. It's designed to make you hungry to appease the sponsors. Oh, I got a bit hungry, yeah. Yeah. Did you place a bet as I well? Because they would have been happy with that too. <laughs> I wasn't as hungry as Wingard though. Yeah, we. Oh, well, you've already moved on from McAvoy. Just like that. You didn't want to say anything about well, it. All right. Yeah, go on. All right. Come on. We've got to have some structure to this show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So McAvoy in a, in a new role went at 100% disposal efficiency. Yes, 13 and touches. Look, i got to say, he had a little bit of the, uh, like a Sicily major feel. <laughs> That's a good point. Just a big Sicily off the half-back line. <laughs> He's just a tall James Sicily. <laughs> tall James Sicily. <laughs> well, we have tall Poppy. And That's right, yeah. And regular Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought he covered for Impy quite nicely, big boy. <laughs> it was a uh, weird move, but it did pay off. And uh, John Segler was freed up to be our sole ruckman for the day and felt he competed well with Wits. I think Wits... Won the hit-out contest. Good the, ruck wits, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, we heard from a few listeners on Ben McAvoy and John Segler. Uh, this first one, still not Brian at Hawk Talk Pod. They have just showed Segs why he should slash could stay whilst extending Big Boy's career. Is that is that what it is? They're saying, Segs, actually, we're thinking of putting McAvoy behind the ball all next year. <laughs> uh, perhaps you'd like to stay. Hey, Johnny Boy, do you want to be number one? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was an interesting uh, tactic. Very much Paul Salmon uh, floating mm. behind the ball. We heard from Anthony. Do you think there's any chance McAvoy might play permanent back next season? If so, does Segler stay or are they eyeing off somebody else? Oh, surely it's just for the next week. We've, they've got a tall forward line, mm. uh, West Coast. And if we can intercept Mark as well as they're going to be intercept marking our forward entries, then uh, yeah. we might have a chance. I did figure this was kind of like a bit of a dress rehearsal. I mean, no disrespect to Gold Coast, but... We we would have imagined we could get away with a few things and we would have been looking at West Coast and being like, what can we try this week? I did point out to you that when they pick up the ball, they don't try and extend it and hold it away from the body at all. Yeah. They just pick it up and <laughs> cling tight to cling it. Cling to it and wait for the tackle and <laughs> desperation. No one really gives them an option to move it on. Yeah. They're, they're not in a good place mentally. Now, with Segler, I read this week, I'd love to have this confirmed by anyone at Hawk Talk Pod, uh, hit us up there. Is Segler a free agent? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Mm. Okay, well, that might be also part of it. 
What, are we fattening the calf? Just seeing what we can do with him and what our options are and would he like to stay or... Okay. I don't know. I think... I mean, he's been overlooked for a grand final, which turned out to be a premiership, mm. so... Yeah. I'm not sure uh, <laughs> too many players stay on after that. You don't get the benefit of the doubt after that kind of thing. Well, what about someone like um, Lysette? who wins a premiership and leaves, <laughs> goes to port. Yeah, and then doesn't get games. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Unbelievable. Uh, we heard from Andrew as well. Could McAvoy be like Blixarves? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, it is. Yes. That was impressive. Blixarves at Geelong, where he gets put where he is needed. He has the aerobic capacity, says Andrew. Well, I would like to point out Connor Nash's flick. <sighs> it's only a matter of time, wasn't it? He's not even on the rundown, listeners. I haven't even mentioned Deliberately Connor avoided Connor. <laughs> no, he was good, though. He was good. That tap over the back? Yes. Come on. Put him in the ruck. <laughs> We're back with it. We haven't <laughs> dropped this idea. Well, I mean, if you'll bring up Blixarves, I'll, uh, I'll well, bring up bringing, Nash. I wasn't bringing up Blixarves. Andrew did. Blame Andrew. <laughs> nah, you're right, Andrew. Thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> Patreon.com slash HawkTalkPod. I said it would come up, <laughs> yeah, and it has. Yeah. Oh, just brilliant. Seamless. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Nash because um, I get the sense that a lot of fans were pretty impressed with his game and they're pretty impressed with where he's at at the moment in the last fortnight. Yeah. I mean, he got a reprieve with mm. uh, Jack Gunston going down in the warm-up and made the most of it. And yep. then yesterday he was impressive and mm. he got around everybody when they kicked the goal. He's certainly well-loved in the forward line there. But, uh, you know, this is early days and if we're getting excited now, I think... He'll be much better after pre-season. And once he learns how to uh, lead, mm. the leading patterns, which he basically does not understand at the moment. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> he'll be much more efficient. Now I get the sense that our listeners, however they're enjoying this podcast... They want to hear more wings, don't they? Well, this is it. They're probably screaming at us, being like, why are you talking about Nash when there's about 12 other blokes better on the day than that Oh, because it's all about potential. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. That's... Like, who's going to make this team a hell of a lot better? It's him churning out 20% more really changes the look of that side. And with Ruffy obviously bowing out, a mm -hmm. lot more pressure comes onto him. Yeah, this stuff becomes important. Uh, we have a few players that really stepped up on this occasion. Uh, James Warple, yet again. This, I mean, what's this, the fourth consecutive game of 30-plus touches? Just give him the Brownlow already, wouldn't you? <laughs> 20 of those were contested, Tiz. It's not bad. 10 on the outside, eh? He also notched up seven tackles and seven inside 50s. He led the team for clearances, finishing with 13, uh, and did it pretty easy in the end because the next best was Jager <laughs> with four. Right. So someone was doing a lot of work. Jager also got, James Warple. Jager also got in the votes in the uh, age, I noticed. Did he really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't really think he was that Must good. Have done it. Well, I thought he was actually quite good in the first half. He yeah. certainly wanted to stick it up. Gold Coast a little bit, but then I mm. think he sort of felt a little bit... Uh, a bit sorry. Yeah, a bit maybe. sorry for him, yeah. To cap it off, uh, Warple also slotted two goals and gave one off, so... What about that first goal? Yeah, yeah, taking the Just advantage. sunk the slipper through it. Yep. What happens if you miss there, Chief? I can tell you what happens. Mm. The bounce happens. Oh, <laughs> Jason, Jason Dunstall. Oh. There's a target on James Warple's back if that happens. <laughs> Look out. Uh, so it's Don't come Monday or whatever it is. <laughs> it's fair to say that Warple was not bothered by the uh, the tag of Holland Smith. Was there a tag? Apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I had to read about it, Tiz, because I didn't has, notice it. It actually has to have some effect to be notionally a tag. <laughs> uh, 
How good is this boy? Yeah, he's he's. Surely the Crimin's medal is very very close for Warps now. He has to be in the conversation. I just I love how this is a guy that we jumped on quite early on this podcast, and we thought, well, when he went pick forty five, we had a look at it. Yeah, and we saw the knock on him was he kicked too often. Mm. Remember that? Yep. That was a really strange thing to say about a a, a pickup. Incredibly specific. And that he couldn't kick either. Mm. And now it's still a bit of a knock on him, his uh, his ability to pick the right mm. option. But mm. his ability to get the ball is unquestioned. He's an absolute gem. And uh, people are starting to notice. And every time we bring up Warple, we do look ahead to 2020. We're like, gee, Warple and Mitchell. We haven't hit the hashtag Warple watch again because well, we everyone's a, watching. Well, that's right. We need a new one. See, unfortunately... Warple Watch has to die, listeners, because he's made it. He's there now, and he's very, very good. And he's going to get even better. So we need a new one. I'm thinking King James. King James. Hashtag King James. As in the Bible. And the jesters in his court, Michael Hurley, Joel Selwood, and Gary Ablett. <laughs> Do you like that? It's not bad. I, don't, I wouldn't use it, though. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Can't we just go with Warpedo? Too well, obvious. I'm just thinking merch, mate. Oh, okay. I'm thinking ideas for merch. Yeah, it's all corporate now, listeners. <laughs> Apologies for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to move on from the switch to Mitch as well because, you know, now that Ruffy's bowing out, you imagine that the switch has been made. Yep. This, Permanently on. Yep. This year has, has sort of uncovered well, I mean, what, what we thought what would happen. with Patton, I think. <laughs> and uh, are we going to sell uh, Cogs Togs online? <laughs> Cogs Togs! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Jeez, a real blue sky session here today uh, in the pod. Oh, no. Anyway, what about Blake Hardwick? <laughs> anyway, what about him? I quite liked his game. I thought it was a funny old game because usually he's an efficiency king. He's so good at it. But uh, he was a bit down on this occasion. Uh, but well, I thought he'd definitely drill that goal. I don't even remember the moment you're talking about. Oh, he he uh, ran through 50 off about the point of the square. Mm. And I thought it was going straight through. He's usually a very, very good kick. He is. But he had a, he had a good day, didn't he? He did, especially in that first quarter. 11 disposals and actually finished with 23 touches, 6 inside 50s and a team high 598 metres gained. Now, do you think we should uh, rechristen the Chad? Because he's suddenly become mm. a Hawthorne player in the last fortnight. Yeah, it's happened, hasn't it? It's been good to see. We heard from Brito uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. Please give some love to the Chad this week. He's clearly bought in. He's committed to being a part of the next wave. And first chance he got, he hit up Ruffy out of the centre. And he looked for him every other time. Yeah. <laughs> Just like every other player <laughs> yeah, on the park, I know, it's let's great. face it. <laughs> it was so wonderful. It and had he- a whiff of um, Fev stranded on 99 about it. But just he, get just get the ball to Ruffy. <laughs> but he's got some uh, line breaking pace as well. He just looks so dangerous when he's up and going. Uh, Twenty two touches, seven marks. He led the team for tackles. I think he had five tackles in one of the quarters. I don't remember which one, but he just absolutely switched it on for uh, for his pressure. Yeah, he, and, had, and he actually, had ten for the game. Yeah, ten for the game. Which pressure is, points he led as well for the pressure team. Points, pressure points. Yeah, yeah, pressure points. Well. <laughs> You know, we talked about it with Nash. It's only right we talked about it with Wingard. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he had two goals, two goal assists, and placed only behind Hardwick for the metres gain. So, wow, he's just getting better with every week at the moment. Can we go back to rough now? Yeah, we can go back to rough. All right. Now, how did he kick his first goal again? 
Well, that was uh, that Wingard, Wingard bursting through the centre and, and kicking it to Ruff, yeah. And then the second one, we want to go through them all, do we? Uh, are we actually going through them? Okay, well, I'm trying to remember now. Um, <laughs> I've forgotten. Okay. <laughs> this is what the highlights package is for at the top of the show. <laughs> but they're all But every one of them was really good. Yeah, they're all very entertaining. To be honest, he hasn't kicked that well at Box Hill. And he just turns it on. That's right. Um, I think there was a bit of the commentary towards the end of the game. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but they. Oh no! They... The second goal was the tap down. He ran into goal. Yeah, yeah. And Timmy tapped it down, and it was about the third attempt he'd had at it, <laughs> <laughs> and finally one came off. Um, the someone from the commentary team for Fox Footy noted that, uh, you know, it's it's been a good day for Hawthorne. Uh, they're effectively, you know, at times their competition seems a bit like it's VFL standard, and I thought to myself. Hang on, Ruffy hasn't been kicking six at the VFL. So what does this say about the Suns? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Actually, one thing I also did enjoy about this game was uh, CJ's follow-up effort. Yes, his how's his game? closing speed? And also, oh. he has a blind turn mm. that you can't see. <laughs> well, so named. It's a blink and miss it blind turn. It's ridiculous. He's a zippy young man, isn't he? <laughs> I so, mean... can we just point out the half back line mm. for next year? Yep. Scrimshaw, CJ, mm. Impey when he comes back. Yep. Wow. This is why I'm not that worried. When Impey went down, I thought, okay, I really rate the idea of giving CJ a chance to flourish in that role. And uh, oh, I, I, I don't I, know. I've got to say, I was nervous as. Anything for CJ before he debuted? I'm, I'm nervous for any player on debut, really. But uh, I don't know. I, I thought, here's an opportunity. Let's see if the club want to take it. Because he's been performing a similar role at Box Hill. And he seems to have transitioned very seamlessly uh, to, to the level. Uh, very prolific in this game. His second game, finishing with 18 touches. Uh, he used the ball wonderfully, too. Notching up 83.3% disposal efficiency. I love his competitive spirit, Tiz. I mean, 18 touches in your second game. It's pretty good going. He applies himself at every contest. He shows a lot of fight. He just... Oh, good, good awareness. Yep. We heard from Tony at Hawk Talk Pod. CJ is clean and dynamic in defence. Haven't seen a real blue from him. I think he can make mistakes, but they're not significant at this time. Oh, they're not atrocious mistakes. No, they're, not at all. They're positioning and other things like that. Now, with all this happiness and, mm. you know... We're getting a little bit carried away, aren't we? This is Gold Coast, and Jeffrey had a letter. <laughs> yeah, we do have to talk about this. He penned a letter that was, uh, well, reminded me of those Goosebumps series I read as a kid. <laughs> the first chapter. Reader beware, you're in for a scare. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awfully long. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. So what's what's happening? What's the go? Well, it uh, seems like... Who's out? There's a sense of deja vu because remember when Clarkson, it was around probably the, the time when we, this podcast was still quite green. It was the 2017 season. We were hearing about catastrophic change. It feels like we're, we're back in that mold again. Well, who's, who's going? I don't know. But, but, but so just in case people aren't caught up with this letter, the content of it from Jeff was a little bit ominous and sort of flagged that there might be some serious change coming along. Yeah, he uh, refrained from using the hashtag in Clarko we trust. <laughs> but that was basically the underlying theme. Yeah, yeah. He's just just preparing fans that it could be a busy off-season and not necessarily in the way that you like. Yeah, so burgers, um, that's what we're thinking, right? 
I guess. But, I mean, the last we heard on any of this... His last quote I've heard was, I'll be playing next year, I'm just not sure where. See, the last I heard about this is, he's going to be playing, he wants to be at Hawthorne, and then in a separate place, Clarko said... It's basically the same thing retold, yep. And then Clarko affirms that they want him at Hawthorne. Okay. So those two together... (laughs) Well, maybe there's a however that we haven't heard yet, but... The last I heard about any of this was both parties reaffirming their commitment to Burgoyne being at Hawthorne. So I would understand if it happens, but I'd also be surprised. If he can get another two years out of his body if he moves up into the warm, Hmm. he he would do so, I would feel. Didn't you come out and say, or maybe that was about Roughhead. That That was about Roughhead. Yeah, yeah. they weren't chasing Roughhead for any role. But, uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen there. But... Yeah, it might be Burgers. I mean, who else? Sean Marcus, perhaps. Um, Smith. We moved on from that quickly, he, didn't he, we? Well, I, I can't see Shuey putting his hand up for much. No, I, I think, as we've discussed no, in this podcast... Nobody's mentioned him at the club for about two months now. No, he was there, though. Was he there? He was there for Ruffy. Oh, yeah. I missed him. Quite a few. <laughs> quite a few. You always miss Sean. You like yeah. Sean. <laughs> um, quite a few of the players were there, actually. One of our listeners was... Um, sitting just in front of Matt Walker, and that's a bad place to be, sitting in front of Matt Walker, <laughs> as we know. So, Especially if a ball comes there. That's, that's right. Took another screamer on the weekend. And, it's and, uncanny. And, and I know your first name's Ryan, Sean. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Well, in case he's listening. Yeah. You just never know, do you? Just never know anymore with this show. Well, we've had some misnomers on the uh, Patreon, or however you say it. That's right, yeah. We'll get to that a bit later. But uh, Smith, you mentioned Smith. Uh, his name, name's been thrown about as being a trade target, particularly for the dogs. I mean, maybe. I, I haven't heard anything since it was in the news. So, Well, they, they were the two that were mentioned to me when I said, you know, what's this Kenneth mm. doing? Yeah. Other people, of course, are still, you know, beating that drum that Brewster's off somewhere else. Well, he was somewhere else on the weekend. He's no, okay, wasn't no, he? No, he actually, uh, he, he put in defensively. Yeah. Did Bruce? He got some good defensive numbers. I mean, basically, Bruce cleared out of the forward fifty for the entire match yeah. to give it to Ruffy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's. Uh... See, there's a lot of singing happening in aisle thirty six. There's a bit of Pagan's Paddock going on. <laughs> there's a, a lot of songs, and we never sung Gunston's, never sung Bruce's, and I'm like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. Like, there, there's a reason for that. Yeah. It's because they, they obviously were used Gunner was def- very pleased to play second fiddle. Back to that moment where he, where he pinched the mark. Yeah. Something I did like is the fact that for Ruffy's last goal, Gunston gave it to him. Oh, that yeah. Was, yeah, Gunston got a goal assist yeah, he for Ruffy. the pass, that's right. <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. Uh, well, the extent of Kenneth's comments, are we, are we thinking anyone else? I mean, Birchall might be the other one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Certainly Poppy, I would, I would be surprised if they let him go now. Uh, do you know my favourite moment, I reckon, mm. was when Ruffy marked and he put his hand out <laughs> with the ball. With the ball. And just sort of shook it a bit to show everyone he had it. Yeah. Who is that to? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. Can I also bring up something else? Um, there was a celebration that happened last week against the Giants. Uh, like a, there was a, a hands gesture on the forehead. Oh, that, yeah. That yep. looked, yeah, with the, like the horns. Yeah. Or um, otherwise known as uh, something from professional wrestling called Too Sweet. Is that right? Well, that's what I thought it was. Because that's, that's the other place I've seen it. 
Okay. And when I pointed that out on Twitter, I feel I was subtweeted. So yeah, mm. I, was, I think I felt like someone was throwing shade at me. I don't know if this is true. I felt a bit paranoid, maybe. But they they had a laugh at my expense. They're like, "This guy thinks it's professional wrestling. That's good." No, he was. Uh, Mitch Lewis was mocking something that a GWS player did earlier in the game. Oh. I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." Well, what was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was it was a goal celebration or something from earlier in the game. I think. So I'm oh, like, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I was wrong. Guess who whips it out again this week? It's James Warple this time. Oh, okay. With no flamboyance whatsoever, he kind of just very briefly just touches his forehead with the, with the two sweet symbol, and then away it goes. I'm like, what is that about? We need Dan Brown. <laughs> Do we? Yeah. What is it? Symbols and something or other? What? He's into all this stuff. Need Dan Brown. He could probably get his books for about five bucks at Target right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's read them. Uh, why? <laughs> Footy records, five bucks, and that's a better read. Hey, speaking of... I filled mine out right up until the final did. quarter. Of course you did. That's a classic tiz. That's mm. what you do. But speaking of the footy record, um, and I was going to say it before with Kenneth's comments, for clarity on this, mate, and all things off-season, I think it's high time that we have Ash Brown back. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. We said we would at the, at the end of the season. and Well, he wasn't, he wasn't you know, the full go on Cogs. He thought Cogs no. mightn't come. And he thought Whitfield. At the end of next year. Yeah, we, yeah, well, yeah. eventually. Patton's, Patton's the lay down is there. He's stamped. Pretty much. <laughs> Multiple journalists are all saying. I like, wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he was already doing his rehab. <laughs> Maybe. At the Kennedy Clinic. The Kennedy Clinic. Now, there's a T-shirt idea. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt? I want lab coats. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this game? We actually heard uh, from Jack, also known as uh, SOS, son of Stuart has tweeted into us at Hawk Talk Pod. Had to venture up to level three at three-quarter time at Marvel to find the last two pies in the stadium. Obviously, Gill and the Brains Trust at AFL House weren't <laughs> expecting more than 5,000 fans for the Thanks Rough blockbuster. What a fairy tale finish for Rough. Exactly what I thought. It is mm. absolute fairy tale stuff. Yep. Uh, Hans Christian Clarkinson. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, he wrote it, didn't he? It's beautiful. And for the Gold Coast, it was the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, I think, um, I mean, I want to keep talking about this game because I just love talking about Rough, but I don't know if there's much more to say about that. I think we can turn our attention to Box Hill, who had a good win. Here comes the next group, and there's one bloke leading the line with... <laughs> Ridiculous highlight packages every week. He's the human highlight reel, Matt Walker. Matt Sky Walker. <laughs> oh, actually, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that'll be a bit hard to get past old... Um, George. Yeah, old George <laughs> old George Lucas, yeah. Like he has anything to do with that franchise anymore. Oh, is it done? Just Disney-fied now? Oh, yeah. Okay. you got to get past Mickey, mate. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Matt Walker, because uh, he kicked three on the weekend for Box Hill, and he kicked the sealer as well. Jeez, that was a frustrating final term. I happened to tune in to 3WBC. What was happening? I, I didn't listen this week. Okay, so before I tuned in, I brought up Footy Live. That's the app I use. I brought up Footy Live, and it has the uh, VFL scores and the stats. And uh, I was looking at the worm, and I saw that Box Hill were behind. I was like, okay, but they're not that... Was it seven points down, really? And then I kept my eye on it, and then they're like, you know, about six points, five points. I'm like, what's that? That's kind of literal. That's literal seven points because yeah. 10, 22, yeah. 82 beat 
the Northern Blues 8-17-65. Yeah, so both teams were shocking for it. But in that last quarter when there was a seven-point deficit and I'm, I'm just watching the worm and the score tracker, it's just rush behind and then someone kicks it behind and then another rush and another rush. And I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on here. So I bring up the stream, 3WBC, which was highly entertaining. And eventually... It's a Ducci that breaks through. He finally breaks the goal drought to put us in front. And then from there, it's a very tightly contested game. And who steps up? It's Matt Walker. He kicks the sealer. We run away with it in the end. It was uh, 27 points, yeah, he missed it? another two after the sealer. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he did. But he did enough. Uh, it was a good win. And it was something different from Box Hill that we haven't seen this season. Because uh, what we should note is the fact that that three-quarter time margin is Box Hill being down by seven points. Yeah, it's because they gave up five consecutive goals to the Northern Blues. Oh, did they? So, can we stop doing that, please, Box Hill? What are they doing? Because that's happened a bit this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a credit to... that they fell off right at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, it's it's a credit to Box Hill that they finally got off the canvas when everything was on the line for them. I mean, they did miss, it looks like, six in a row Yeah, within that five straight to Carlton. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah. Northern Blues, yeah. Yeah, getcha, yeah. Um, but yeah, their, their season was on the line, Box Hill, and they, you know, at times this season they've crumbled, uh, but on this occasion they stepped up, so credit to them. I've just had an idea that'll get me a job at AFL House, just right now. Okay, go a for it. A kernel of an idea. See how it's 10 goals, 0.22? Yeah. It could just as easily be 13 goals, 4. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think that looks a lot neater. <laughs> okay, right. And so does Gil. So what they're going to do is they're going to start resolving these things. Ugh. You can you can you can see that happening, can't you? I can. This yeah. is like tinkering for tinkering's sake. Yeah, and, but it looks means, better, doesn't it? Which means it'll be, it's all about the look of the game. Yeah, it, it looks a hell of a lot better. Thirteen goals four instead of ten goals twenty. I mean, it's no more exciting. No more exciting. No. <laughs> but but since when was that? A, exactly. Yeah. That's what they've gone for this year. <laughs> well, the 666 looks good. It's like, well, did it improve scoring like he wanted it to? No. <laughs> oh my goodness, maybe that's what that devil thing is, the 666. Oh my <gasps> god, we solved it. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Get out of here, Dan Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and you too, Trump. No, I'm not doing that impression again. And people liked it though. Yeah. I really get into what is quite an average impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Box Hill, yeah, they had a good win. Uh, let's go through the goals. So Matt- that means uh, finals are, are happening, right? I, that is a good question. Yeah, you have, might have to double-check for me on the uh, the old iPhone there. No, they are not on the cards yet. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. We are ninth on 30. Wait, hang on. So we're still out of the eight? Yeah. Oh, I thought that, that win propelled us into the eight. Well, so did I on listening to everything that was going on. But apparently mm. Casey, who won by... Hey, do, do you want me to do it this time? Like It's actually fourteen four goals 14. <laughs> but if oh. I resolve it... <laughs> It's even got its own little, like, anyway, catchphrase, they, resolving it. <laughs> anyway, they won by six points, 38 points to 32 okay. over over Frankston, who aren't the greatest side. No. So, as a matter of fact, next week they have the bye. So, if we win, we leapfrog Casey and we're into the eight. What's our fixture for next week for Box Hill? We have Collingwood at Box Hill City Oval. Now, this is a good opportunity to get your reciprocal membership yeah. and turn up. 
Yeah, it is actually. That's going to be a good game. Collingwood, are, they're meant to be good, aren't they, in the VFL? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. They're only two spots below us. Yep. Oh, you know, I was, I was thinking of the VFLW. I think because oh, Collingwood, yeah, no, Collingwood are on top of the... Yeah. You know, actually, <laughs> I might be putting you on blast here in a friendly way. <laughs> so, <Charge. laughs> you said last week, I did call you out on it then, that the VFLW side, Hawthorne VFLW, need to reverse their form and yeah. turn things around. Yeah. I think they've won the last four games. Oh, did I? See, it's this bloody app. <laughs> oh, right, okay. No, I mean, you're right in saying that they need to perform better. Right. Because their season Did they really win the last four? That's what I read. God, I must have got confused. I read it in the, in the week that followed that recording. That's what I read. But um, they needed to play a hell of a lot better. You're right in saying that. But uh, no, they, they've been uh, been doing okay. I think they won on the weekend as well. Uh, no, they did not win on they the did. weekend. Well, there you go. They got yeah. absolutely trounced. Really? Who against? Yeah, 51 to 20, 24. The Southern Saints murdered them in oh. cold blood. They kicked <laughs> the last goal of the game to make it look respectable. So the Southern Saints are... Uh, got a percentage of 185. Right. Uh, so just above Collingwood of 169. So Hawthorne are going to find it tough this week. They've got Collingwood themselves. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, we've got two sides breathing down our neck in Melbourne Uni and the Geelong Cats. So we'll probably get... Uh, Melbourne Uni are playing the Thunder. They'll probably win. So we really need to win this game. So there's a lot going on. Two, well, I mean, both our VFL sides are premiership uh, holders. Yeah, that's so right. So hopefully they can both defend. But what I was going to say was get down to Box Hill City Oval. Uh, the two o'clock game is the Box Hill Hawks against Collingwood, and mm-hmm. Collingwood play the women's team at 11.30. Let's see if I can go to that one. You keen for that one? Yeah. Yeah. Right, and neither we'll of them that. are on the telly. Oh, so, well, even more But they will be on 3WBC. That's right. But why would you do that? Why they were you... getting so nervous in their broadcast that it was frustrating me. <laughs> why don't you, like, instead of listening to them, why don't you just get down and watch them in action live? What, just peer in the, yes. uh, <laughs> the yes. commentary box? Yeah. Watching them. Where the magic happens. <laughs> just put them off. No, not put them off. <laughs> they have a tough job. I, eyeball Lausche. Lausche. <laughs> oh, Lausche gets a good run, doesn't he? He's does some good work. They leave uh, him out in the cold when it's raining. Have you noticed they that? They do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor bloke. Uh, let's get to some uh, some of the best players for that game against the Northern Blues for Box Hill. Uh, Cousins with 31 touches was apparently very good. Very instrumental in that last quarter as well. He really stood up. Scrimshaw with 27, tis. Made it look easy. Kilpatrick, 26. Meadows, 25. And Mirror with 24. Uh, for the goals, as we said, Matt Walker, three. Ross finished with two. Uh, let's see who else. Well, we've got Lockie Walker there. But the, um, the only two Hawthorne listed there of note were Walker and Ross. Yeah, so they'll make finals now. This is the big question. Does Ruffy play for another premiership? <laughs> People are wanting to know if he's going to play against West Coast. Nah. Is he going to play against Collingwood? Oh, right. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I didn't think of that. He will be yeah. eligible for the finals. Yep. And he has indicated he'd be happy to play for VFL as well. Has he? He wow. has, yeah. He said, well, whatever happens next week, if they want me to play AFL or if I'm back at the VFL, I'm happy to do either. Oh, he might have to extend the cupboard. Just to fit some more silverware there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily be shocked, Tiz, if for this game against West Coast that we went in unchanged. Are you, um, are you a spent force now? What do you mean? Well, in, you know, do you really want to make finals or... 
I remember you uh, saying you couldn't think of any worse thing to happen than us yeah. finishing ninth. That's right, and that's a very real possibility. We can finish anywhere between eighth and eleventh. How's that all? I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we can drop below that. Mm. Uh, we either sneak in, or it's just not a very good finish for us. Okay. Um. So we've got the mid-table uh, fixture for next year. That's certain. Yeah, it seems that way. Look, I I've mellowed on it. The the finish finishing around that mostly because I've, you know what is what has been a big factor in all this, the wins that we've had in the back end of the season. I've quite liked how we've played, and that's made me more hopeful, and thinking well. Imagine if we'd won a couple of those games. We were in the finals well in. The one that's annoying is the Bulldogs one. Not the, the Essendon one? Well, that, is, that too. But I'm talking about the free kick against O'Meara, the, the big circuit breaker that we had. You know, O'Meara getting that free kick completely shifts the... The, yeah. the free kick against him, sorry, shifts the momentum of the game and then it was just an avalanche from there. Um, that's kind of annoying because it looks like the Bulldogs will effectively pinch our spot that could have been ours. Yeah, they're not going anywhere, are they? Uh, I don't know. They look okay. I mean, they piled on 10 goals against GWS. I mean, nah, you can't win it from seventh. <laughs> very good. Um, <laughs> look, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so the situation is this. To play finals, for Hawthorne to play finals... We've got to win. We have to win. We have to and beat the West Coast. To lose. And the dogs have to lose. And, and the dogs are playing Adelaide mm-hmm. in Ballarat. Yeah. Which is maybe the only thing that probably works in the Crows' favour there. Yeah, but, okay. I can but, but, well, no, the Dogs play very well on a small pitch. Well, I was so. going to say, it, it's not really... It's, Mind it's, you, the it's, Crows look dreadful. What's happened to South Australian football? It was an absolute shocker for them that weekend. That's just gone. In the one day. Yeah. It just all fell apart at the seams. But no, I, I don't rate Adelaide any chance of being the Bulldogs. And if they don't, then we miss. What so, I'm uh, really asking is, where's your passion? Where's my passion? Yeah, have you got a rant ready? Excuse you, I've got plenty of passion. I take offence. I back it up every week with a rant, and you're going to insinuate that I've got nothing left in the tank. Look, I saw you yesterday. I reckon you're spent. I reckon the emotions got to you. So I rose to the occasion. You could I've not spent possibly be angry today. I'm plenty angry. I'm sick you, of West no, Coast. No, you just. I've had a gut full of I them. I can feel you're putting it on. You know. A bit of the old Dwayne Russell when the game's not in the balance. In your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sick of Dwayne. I'm sick of West Coast. I'm sick of you. I've had a gutful of this. <laughs> oh, so this look is going to be great for the multi. Bring it on. All right. West Coast Eagles, more like Worst Coast Eagles. Oh, oh damn. Oh, no. Okay, if that's any indication, we're getting done by 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listeners, that was the entire ranch for this week. Did it, did that get a musical intro? Because it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've edited it all. <laughs> it's uh, all the bells and whistles, even for that short one. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's talk, talk about the lineup for this game. Mitch Lewis probably has to be in the frame to return. I imagine he'll get over whatever niggles he had from the last game. Uh, probably the most logical inclusion. Scrimshaw worth a crack, or do what do you think of Hanrahan? Uh, he's better than than he has been, but I mean, again, got to look at it, the opposition. Um, I don't think the Suns were doing that much. Yeah, he, he he didn't really focus himself. I don't think. I think he got caught up in the emotion of it. Maybe he was overawed by the crowd. It's so good uh, for the boys to see Ruffy chaired off and and really celebrated like that, isn't it? Because they know if yeah. they give their all as well, yeah, they can receive as much. It's um, all about culture, improving the fabric of the entire club and that playing group. It bonds everyone together. It's really good. 
it's not just about rough at the end of the day. I mean, it's great for rough. But I mean, it's... the fact that Franklin comes down, yep. Lewis turns up, and Hodge, they all want to be there. Mm. It's massive. It says a lot. People were complaining about uh, Sammy Mitchell not being in that photo. <laughs> Why didn't he get in that photo? He was probably still at the Box Hill Hawks. He was watching them. Oh, was he? Mm. Oh, okay. He was very late. Uh, was he? Leaving that game. Okay, well, I had no idea that was the case. Well, there you go, listeners. That's probably the reason. There were a lot of the uh, coaching staff down at the Box Hill Hawks, which is quite interesting to me. So they mustn't, have, they mustn't have a game day role. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, it's another slight on Gold Coast. Well, I mean, a lot of the um, Gold Coast coaching staff were elsewhere as well. At least they didn't have a snicker. Eh? <laughs> very good. All right, what else? What have we got left here? Well, I mean, McAvoy in the Segler combo, I imagine... You're tipping that we stick with you're that? Just, you're just staving off the multi. Come on. Oh, I'm yeah, not we're staving gonna, it off. We're going to keep the two twin rucks, yeah, and we're going to sort of... Yada, uh, yada, yada. Yeah, we're going to, you know, um, tell Segler that we still want him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right, you want the multi? Let's go for the no, multi. I want to talk about CJ. We've already mentioned CJ. Is he going to be first 18 next year? Uh, this stage, yeah. Okay. I would not drop him from the side this week. Well, then someone's career is ending. I'll tell you that. It's as simple as that, eh? Yeah. So enjoy burgers while you have the chance. Oh, you got you got it's horrible. Well, you got to put that out there. I think that's what's happening. Well, look, people should know. And I'm not sure we're going to get the chance to say goodbye. Maybe not. It seems like there'll be at least one bloke where we don't have that chance. Yeah. Well, Ryan. Yep. Well, okay. Well, two then. <laughs> yeah, we we're agreed that Sean Marcus is not going on, and then. Yeah, it'll be one of the other blokes. Look, one of the other blokes. Well, we don't know. Could be Poppy. You just don't know. Smith might be trading. Ugh. You know, Kenneth's comments have just sent a chill up my spine. Maybe really he's a... going. <laughs> Feeling emotional about it. It really is a goosebumps book. <laughs> All right. Now, do I have to tell you what I'm going for, or is this? Uh... What are you scared of, mate? Well, I don't want to lose to you. You're like the worst tipper here. You're damn right you don't want to lose to me. <laughs> you lost to me last year. Anyway, basically the idea is that Mason's multi has failed for the entire year. Again. Mostly on Friday nights. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my opportunity that if I best you in a head-to-head tipping competition for this round and this round only, best. you will pay me what my losses. In the form of food. Well, essentially, yeah. I mean, that's that's how, how it ended up last year. Because we went out to the pub and the palmer was about 22 bucks anyway. So just, that's oh, what I right. told you. Yeah. <laughs> Such a cheapskate. <laughs> Thursday there... nights, mate. Thursday nights. That's oh, when you get to... Yeah. Dear, oh dear. All right. All right, here we go. Drum roll, please. All the, you know... I've been looking forward to this all week, mate. Don't worry about that. This, this is not retribution. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, because you give it to me every single week where I mess up the multi. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. It's recorded. I have proof. <laughs> I edit the show. I mean, i just a vehicle of everyone else. <laughs> oh, the masses Collingwood. don't mock me as ruthlessly as you do, they? <laughs> Surely not. Collingwood Essendon. Now, don't forget, at this time of year, the position on the ladder is very important for these games. So, fifth versus seventh, Collingwood Essendon. <laughs> I don't really care what you think. I'm going to tip Collingwood. Uh, All right. Well, I'll go with you there. All right. Okay. Uh, Sydney versus St Kilda. Sydney's my pick. I will be on the Saints. Oh, there we go, listeners. We've got our first divergence. Rats will see me home. Mm -hmm. Uh, North Melbourne versus 
Oh, 17th, Melbourne. <laughs> well, I watched Melbourne, so I can't in good conscience pick them. I'm going with North. And then we have um, Chris Scott's side versus Carlton. Do we need to talk about Chris Scott and his comments on Cameron? No, no, no. I, I, I tend to agree with him. Um, if a bloke scores five goals, two, and you lose by point, and it's also half of your opposition score, <laughs> then he didn't really have that much impact. Mission accomplished, one might say. Yeah, it's um, incredibly... Uh, how does a bloke that's that undermining or that irrational get mm. to that position? It's quite incredible because either he's being a sook at sour grapes or he genuinely doesn't think that Cameron had an influence. Either way, it looks really bad. Yep. Anyway, that said, I'll be tipping Geelong. Uh they often drop a game late in the year, though, mate, so you might want to be careful. Again, I, I really must emphasise this, that I don't care what you You're think. You're not going to be swayed. No, I w- will not be swayed by you. All right, well, I'll have the cats as well. Okay. Um, Gold Coast versus the Giants. The Giants. Well, at least we know that Gold Coast play consistently bad for the <laughs> whole game rather than just turning up for a half. Okay, well, the Giants so you, have that over them. You're going to have the Giants? I'll have the Giants. I'll have the Giants. Okay. Uh, West Coast Eagles versus your beloved Hawthorne. <laughs> I'll listen to you. I'll be tipping the Eagles. That is they need to win shocking. This. I am aggrieved for everyone listening. I oh. will, of course, be on the Eagles. <laughs> Western Very Bulldogs nice yes. versus Adelaide. Uh, the Bulldogs. This is the result we need on the Sunday, having yes. beaten the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we need those two boxes ticked, but I see neither of them being ticked. So I think the Bulldogs will win. All right. Well, I'll I'll follow you there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Still only the one divergence from my tips. Dogs at Ballarat. Yes. Yeah. So you can't think I'm that bad a tipster because you you won't deviate from the line. All right. Uh, Richmond. Okay. Mm. Um, those guys that kick people in the back when they're not looking. Mm. Versus Brisbane. I'll be tipping Richmond for that one. No. Yep. From fourth versus first. Nah. The lines have got this, mate. And don't you even worry about it. Okay. Well, there we go. So We've got I will seconds. be having. Brisbane. There's another point of difference, listeners. Uh, Port Adelaide Frio. Well, I just can't go past Ross's mob. Well, you've And neither the will the ball because <laughs> Frio will be victorious. Port I, are done. I in, have to disagree with you there. In a game which can only express how much each side wants a different coach, <laughs> you've gone for Port. I've gone for Port because this is one of the off weeks where they actually turn up. All right. Yeah. Like so, the last two. Because, I mean, who did Port... Well, Port played Sydney two weeks ago and right. absolutely thumped them. <laughs> yeah. Then they themselves got thumped against North. Yeah. And so we're back on a non-week. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is in Adelaide. Yep. Yeah. All right. So there you go. So Okay. So we're different with three tips and, there. And what do I get if I win again? Well, I, I have to pay you. Oh. It's... it's Yeah. So you lose doubly. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It just really rubs the salt in the Mason's multi wound that's been festering all season. Well, might clean it up then. I'll tell you what, I'm going to clean up. I'll clean up against you, mate. Don't worry about that. Uh, well, that'll be it. Oh, Dental uh, at the ready. <laughs> just some horrible visuals to end the show. That'll be it for the podcast for this week. iTunes, rate and review us there. Uh, jump on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. We're aiming to build that community even in the off-season tiers because it's going to be a busy one. Uh, we won't quite do weekly shows, but there'll still be enough to talk about that we'll, we'll keep the Christmas show going. Christmas special, that's always fun. So, yeah, Might have the store up and running then. That's right, that is the goal. Uh, Facebook.com slash talk, talk pod. And you mentioned the store, Tiz. 
The fastest way to make that happen is to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. Now, you can subscribe at basically any tier available there. The $1 tier, just one measly dollar. Think about how easy that is. Get to the front of the queue for the store. <laughs> Gets you the rough cast. You can celebrate Jared Roughhead's illustrious 15-year career uh, as we talk about uh, the highs, the lows, and just a very emotional sort of show. Yeah, we should have, to be honest, been sponsored by Kleenex for that. Next time. <laughs> Next time Roughhead retires. Yeah. <laughs> From... <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> We've been at Marvel before to see a champion off. <sighs> well, I was in Canada. So it didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all on me. I understand how it goes. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, Patreon's going to be good for uh, basically supporting the show. Um, We've heard you, we we hear that you want more Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, the way to make that happen is to get behind us. Uh, subscribe to any tier, really. There are all, all sorts of perks, including bonus content, which uh, will be made available to you as we record it in the off-season and indeed next year going forward. Merch as well, we're looking at merch. Uh, so jump on there, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. Yeah, but we're not going to pay Wall a show, are we? No, that's not the idea at all. No, it, it basically, Patreon is a means to, if you love the show... And you want it's just more extras. out of it. Yeah. Exactly. If you want more out of the Hawk Talk podcast and, and to help us out and help us build the brand, then that is the way to go. So we have some shout outs. Yeah, we've already had people jump on board the Patreon, actually. So we need to give some shout outs. Laura V. Laura V. Thank you, Laura, for jumping on board. I've also got Angus Husband. It's a good name. It is a good name. I feel like we almost need to do this in, in a Craig Willis sort of style oh really I don't know like they've been called up to the dice yeah like Darcy Crettenden thank you Darcy for your contribution Jay Brutovic Brutovic it's it's one of those we're so apologetic Jay it's uh, we we thank you for being on board and sorry it's got to be between those two right it's going to be one of those yeah fair enough okay all right we've got two shout outs there though so uh yeah, so chip in, Jay. Do your bit. <laughs> no, no. Thank you for being on board. We've also got Alan Stocks. And this very odd character. Yes, this one's an interesting one. We've had a pseudonym. Well, we assume it's a pseudonym. It would be remarkable if it was a real person because Vincent Vega has pledged uh, via Patreon. And Vincent Vega is a character from uh, the Quentin Tarantino film Pulp Fiction. Is that right? I haven't seen that. Neither have I. <laughs> is that? Oh, wow. We'll get letters. I know. I'm the one with the film and TV degree. That's <laughs> it's all those Tarantino snobs from back then. It really just put me off. Anyway. Fair enough. They're out there, mate. What, Apparently, Tarantino snobs. Tarantino snobs are out there. Apparently the new film sucks, so they might be back in their shells for a while. Oh, you'll go and see that then. You love films that suck. I do, but I don't think it's one of those that like is is fun in the way that it's bad. I think it's just bad. <laughs> So, yeah. Think The Room, listeners. If you've seen Tommy Wiseau's The Room, that's the kind of bad film I like. What were we talking about? Patreon. This took a turn, didn't it? We need to wrap up. Uh, do you give us any chance, mate? Are you thinking finals? Oh, I don't think they deserve finals, this this group. But uh, it'd be nice, but I don't think we're going to get a look. I don't, I think, don't so. think Adelaide are good enough to beat the Dogs, no, to be quite no honest. Way. No way. I sooner back in our boys against the Eagles than Adelaide to get the job done over the Dogs. And certainly when Hawthorne came out after half time, there was a bit of lacklustre, a little <laughs> low ebb to the whole thing. Like they knew the result of... <laughs> of the Dogs game, yeah. yeah. Perhaps that was the case. Because uh, the Giants just went to water again. But all that being said, it's exciting to at least... Know that Cogs won't be staying that, that <laughs> mob. That's right. Well, I was going to say, it's at least on the table. I mean, <laughs> some weeks ago, we're... 
were not in calculations at all. It, it just seemed like it was an absolute pipe dream. But at least there's something in this round to give a crap about. That's new. That's nice. <laughs> and then if it doesn't go our way, hell of an off-season tis. It's going to be big. It will be big. Big, big opportunities in 2020. And we look forward to keeping you posted all about it right here on the Hawk Talk podcast. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs>